episode, we didn't roll for this. Each episode, we answer the tabletop player questions that no one realized they needed the answers to. This week, we're discussing our life insurance plan, and that's insurance in D&D. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. Um, I think that's what we're going to talk about. I'm not sure anymore, but we're joined today by um, Dave Harmon. And the thing about the murder shit machine is yes. you, you walk in there and you're not expecting how confronting it's going to be. Tune in part one. I was about to say, Dave, known, known for our previous podcast episode where we just talked about the, the Mona pooped machine for quite a while, which was great. You'll be very well informed for yeah. potentially. If you haven't already heard that, no. you're listening to things out of order and you, you, you were definitely going to um, ill-advisedly Ill reference the previous podcast yeah. multiple times. Grappling reference. <laughs> Again, and, choice we made. And we're going to mention things that no one can see except us. Um, it's Exactly. Yeah, we're learning some lessons from Dave, um, and they're, they're good lessons. I, I like I like the direction Only we're going. The best. <laughs> At least you can't smell the poop machine through YouTube. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Just funny because if you're at Mona, you can smell the poop machine from a level above it. <laughs> and it, it kind of never leaves you. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It's pretty phenomenal. You've, it's quite, I would really recommend going. I know COVID makes it hard to travel, but it's a real reason to visit the Antipodes if you're, if you're an international listener. And it's, yeah, Crocodile, are you going to go look at the shit machine? Oh, I will make an effort. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're going to. <laughs> it is across the, the great, entire world for me. The great thing is if you do come visit and I take you somewhere, I just don't have to explain where we're going. You'll just you'll be you'll enter a building and then you'll smell something and then you'll be yelling at me, have you taken me to the poo machine? <laughs> I thought this was a lovely underground art this is this love this is this underground art gallery. <laughs> I saw the fat I saw the fat car outside and the wall of vaginas and I thought that was just derivative. I thought the fat, this was normal. The fat car is very pleasing though. You yeah. should see the fat car. It's gorgeous. I can um know, probably put that up on screen for our listeners. <laughs> The son of our listeners. I, I really I really only came onto the podcast on the assumption that I could talk about Mona. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, here you go. <laughs> here are some pictures. You have been blessed. <laughs> For the, of the oh, good, I right? have seen this. That Isn't is it great? Good. It's so good. It's made of fiberglass. Ah, rules. Uh. <laughs> this is, um, yeah. Not even going to describe it to the, uh, the podcast <laughs> listeners. You're just going to have to pretend that you are here now. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, it's so good. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about life insurance in D&D. And then just before um, we started today, Dustin and I realized we had two completely different interpretations of this topic. Yes. So, um, Dustin, do you want to start with what you thought? And I will say what I think. And then maybe Dave yes. can throw in something about the poo machine. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, go, it'll go great so my interpretation of this idea was something like a necromatic life insurance where not necromatic necessarily but that if you die that you're going to be brought back that a plan and the repercussions of no that was my interpretation you said it was what? something else you said it was ensuring no. you don't die and i said i was it was ensuring your soul exists after you die that's no, your yes. your idea was about how you're gonna like shove their soul somewhere else, and I was talking about keeping them their body alive. Uh, fine, 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 fine. Whatever. Okay, fine. We have the very similar interpretations of the topic. There. Uh, I, I think we'll learn that they're different if we continue talking, because I'm pretty sure I know where yours is going. <laughs> you just think I'm going to talk about putting people people's souls into sex toys again and i will wonderful so about the milking machine 
Is that what you want to ensure yourself? Again, again, I just have to say that the people listening to the podcast have not seen the 10 minutes of Google searches that you did before the podcast started. So that is... That's sounding like an insane thing that you said, <laughs> and nobody else is backing you up at this moment. <laughs> I will not be alone in this. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that just, that just came out of nowhere, Justin. Um... <laughs> I think I can but, ensure that I, but, I'm okay. speaking with some semblance of Trevi's experience the from the last fucking log. I have an entire episode of a shit machine behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I built a foundation. Oh yeah. god! All right, well, yeah, talk more about what you were saying. <laughs> no, because I, I thought, yeah, my idea is just like having a guarantee that you're going to be resurrected regardless of the consequences constantly, no matter what, with a price. Mm -hmm. But it's just your body. Okay, well, our interpretations are slightly different. I, but I that, so that's the core tenet of D&D, &D, right? Like, which is... Right? Well, for heroes, yes. For peasants, no. But like, yeah. in D&D, &D, there is a, a, a resurrection spell, which I mm -hmm. believe is a level five cleric spell. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Let me see if I can remember that right. Seventh level. Ooh, no, oh, that's necromancy. But there is a version of it that I think is level five. Is that, that reincarnation, mm -hmm. the one where you don't get to pick what you come back as? Is that no. the one? Um, reincarnation, what's this one that costs you a... a, a a gemstone that that's worth one thousand gold pieces. Is it raised dead? Um, raised dead might be actually what it's called now. Yes, so fifth level. There it is. Fifth level spell for clerics, paladins, and bards. Raise a raise a creature from you. You touch a dead creature and you come to life. Um, it requires a diamond worth at least five hundred gold pieces, which the spell consumes. It takes an hour to cast, and and that basically means that. It, at a certain point in D&D &D campaign, you do have insurance. A 500 gold piece diamond means that you can come back to life as long as there's mm -hmm. a cleric in the party or you've met a cleric in a town. But the, the trick for a dungeon master, which is a useful one, is that you need to be able to bring the body back and it doesn't restore yes. missing body parts. So if somebody gets disintegrated, oh. turned into a pile of powder or something, that's a bigger issue. You need a true resurrection spell for that, which is a much higher that's level spell. Much, much stronger. One thing that I'm seeing that I'm having a interesting fight with my head is that reincarnate is the same level and costs more. So... Um, yeah, right. But, but it, it only requires a piece. Oh, oh that's, that, that would be why. So not the whole okay. body. This yeah. also comes with that guarantee or that, that lack of guarantee that you're coming back the same. That's great. I mean, I love that because you roll a D. I love anything in D&D &D where you roll a D100. And you're like, oh, I'm a stout halfling because I rolled a 72. <laughs> Thank heavens um, I've lived for 500 years in an elf and I know all about them. But that's there's two reasons why that is. One is that you only need a part of it and also it's it's a druid spell because clerics and paladins are always meant to have the oh, easiest access to divine magic. Well, we've, yeah. it's a very different episode two. We're actually talking about D&D. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten there. Oh, but what would you do if you reincarnated as, like, if you were a racist whatever yeah. <laughs> you know dwarf hates elves other everybody hates drow um what a fantastic role-playing wow i hate myself could you just keep killing yourself and um repeatedly being reincarnated what are we talking about here i mean that's quite the decision to make that you're so unhappy with your choices that you will just die. But I guess, is there another Dead way of no doing it? no longer than 10 days. Yeah, that's another interesting thing. I think all the stuff that's timers or prerequisites makes these spells more interesting. Because yes. you, if you play a game of D&D &D where it's like, it's easy to come back to life, it's kind of destroys D&D because you have to not want to die for D&D to work. It says which... <laughs> you touch a dead humanoid or a piece of a dead humanoid. What if yeah. you touch multiple pieces of the same dead humanoid? So oh, I got another question for you. I cut off my finger 
yeah. that finger is dead. Mm-hmm. I give it to a druid, and the druid costs reincarnate. Mm-hmm. Are we in a prestige situation? Well, it says it calls the soul. Like, is it going to rip your soul out of your body? Yeah. Well, do, oh, yeah. Or am I going to have to kill it because I have to prove to David Bowie that my magic show is better <laughs> than... <laughs> that how that works? Here's, here's this notably very different looking person in a tank. <laughs> yeah, what, if you were, what if you were dead inside? <laughs> yeah, that's a good... I mean, I'll, yeah. <laughs> The magic fashions a new body for the creature to inhabit. It's a good spell. There's a lot of. There's a few other spells. There's a. There's one that binds the person to, to the will of the reincarnator. There's a high level necromancy spell that also means they have to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's true resurrection, which I think you can use without the body, mm. which is crazy. You can. Yeah. Any creature that has been dead for no longer than two hundred years. What? Um. The spell replaces damaged or missing organs or limbs. It can even provide a new body if the original no longer exists, as long as you speak their true name. And the creature then appears in an unoccupied space within 10 feet. <laughs> so you just have to have someone you trust with your true name before you die? Will yeah, it's an interesting question about consent there, isn't there? Um, no, the, there he goes. If the creature's soul is free and willing... And will. The creature is restored to life. So you can't, it's a buffy situation. You can't buffy them. Mm. You can't force them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Neutralizes any poison, cures all diseases, lifts any curses. That's a ninth level spell, which means you would need to be something like 11th or 12th level to be able to cast it, which is as a high level. I do feel like this opens it up to you'd probably be bringing back people who maybe shouldn't, like if they're willing to come back. Oh, definitely. We know a lot of people would be willing to come back to life if they died. Uh, uh, um, Oh, and Cece said, my my maths in high level D&D is very bad because I never play it. Apparently ninth level is actually, you have to be level 17 to cast a ninth level spell, which is probably right. (laughs) It's up there. Yeah, I really, after about level six, I really don't know, because I never play <laughs> higher than that. No, <laughs> it ends. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I have never, I've never in my experience ever gotten that high level. Because... I honestly think the only people that play those high level, high level games are only the ones that that play a one shot where they start at level 20. I think yeah. it's very rare. Yeah, it's, it's always for, it's for like the game. overpowered and stuff as well. Like, it gets unreasonable just... at one point. Like, it's also, it's also it's like the problem with it is in D and D at least there's other versions there's other like RPGs that deal with this better but because of their system of a D twenty dice plus mm-hmm. a modifier is that the D the tw- the allocation of the twenty is diluted and diluted and diluted because D twenty plus two the dice matters a lot D twenty plus a hundred doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like it makes it's not no doing difference. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, this spell Inkmo requires mm-hmm. verbal, somatic, and material components, a sprinkle of holy water, and diamonds worth twenty five thousand gold pieces. It's a little so much. That's, um, that's a lot of diamond. That's a lot. That's that would get you fifty people raised from the dead for one true resurrection. Diamonds in our world are actually quite common, though. I know. That's the De Beers <laughs> conspiracy. I'm also fascinated by this. Yeah. It's, it's, anyone who doesn't know this, it's really interesting. You should Google it. Um, the price of diamonds as the rarest gemstone is a Eurocentric concept that came from the idea that people in Europe thought that diamonds were much rarer than they are. Yeah. They're not. They mm-hmm. commonly occur in Africa, and so... This is where blood diamonds come from. A lot of um, what De Beers did is that they built warehouses and surrounded them by mercenaries and filled them with with diamonds diamonds. (laughs) to try and keep the price of diamonds high, which is horrific and is part of the world we live in. Yes. And then when the mass production of 
fake diamonds, as they want them to be called, mm. became so prominent for tools, they had to be etched to say that they were fake because they're indistinguishable otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we now use diamonds are so cheap and easy to manufacture and hard and useful for, for the, like a lot of chainsaws and industrial yeah. tools are just diamond tipped. But the, the, so it's, we just it's, go to Bunnings and then get enough for the spell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good spell. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because you think about it, there, there are tools with, like, diamond edge, and it's like, we're just putting diamonds on saws? Like, how yeah. can we just do that? When I mean, not real diamonds, not expensive ring. diamonds. Yeah, like, no, of course not. No, 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 the no, no, diamonds no. in your engagement ring have to cost a lot more for a reason but that we can't they, go into right now. When they shape <laughs> the diamonds, it's all the little bits that came off that. that of just go on the, we're just going to chuck these on the saw. That's sword. what they want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> there's another the yeah there's um it reminds me of that thing which is very big in australia i don't know if this is as big in the u.s which is the artificial meat industry the 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 the, the vegan meat industry mm. there's a lot of australian because uh, the farming is a big thing in australia but it's big in america so this might be the same thing there's a lot of lobbies that are like you're not allowed to call it sausages you're not allowed to call it beef you're not oh. allowed to call it steak because those are not trademarks, but they're like consumer rights marks that you have yeah. to know you're eating meat. And and if you could just if you can call anything that, well then nothing matters. And it's just them trying to <laughs> everything protect. a sausage. Yeah, because <laughs> the fact of the matter is is if is that like yeah people have discovered a way of making vegan meats by mostly packing a lot of salt into them that makes them as good for fast food as like any is meat that, you've ever had is that the same with milks because I, I know they were trying to prevent people from calling alt milks milks like very very likely yeah, yeah. that makes sense and maybe sugars too to like, like keep it special artificial sweeteners are so common now but i wonder if if there was a time it was like um the sugar industry is dripped in blood like yeah and in america i know it's quite um, it's dangerous intense. even because <laughs> i uh, was told that there's um there is a sweet is it stevia or something and it there's stevia it, yeah yeah and they didn't like that because it was like a natural alternate sweet yeah well, yeah they, i mean there was they they hated all of those kind of yeah um artificial sweeteners but yeah. did, a, did a lot of those i feel like when we were young we were told a lot of those artificial sweeteners cause cancer and yes. i am now as yeah. i get older i'm very suspicious about that did they or was that a lobby was that the <laughs> sugar lobby well doesn't like, everything cause cancer at this point yeah, yeah. i the think that the, cancer, the actual danger with artificial sweeteners is that people think it's okay to consume more of it than sugar because they're artificial which is not yeah. the case because there's other components in the food yeah, or yeah. drink that would affect your health um so but i don't i don't it's know just, i can't yeah, say about it, the kids as, as like yeah. somebody who is like very much like the the cusp of millennials like my generation i remember all this stuff that we got told when we were kids that we believed that was like yeah like artificial sweetness cause cancer msg will kill you and mm -hmm. and then just as i get Apple older powder? i remember yeah. that one as I get older, going like, oh, none of this is true. <laughs> There's that great reply all episode about MSG, which is like, it was a joke between, it was Chinese restaurant syndrome, and it was a racist joke between two doctors to see who could get the dumbest thing entered into the New Hampshire wow. Journal of Medi Medicine. And they got it, and they turned America off MSG. <laughs> but that was, wasn't, it's the same with the original anti-vaxxer. Like, was, they just wanted them to use their specific vaccination not another one that turned people into like anti all vaccination yeah backfired oh. on them yeah i can believe that <laughs> there's so much that just has gone too far basically <laughs> it's all gone too far honestly but <laughs> do you think there's anti-vaxxers in the D, D world like is there yeah like, that would you know free so I mean, um <laughs> we have examples <laughs> Oh, like an anti-vaxxer, a D&D &D anti-vaxxer would be somebody oh. who is like, and I think you would, there would be a fun thing to do, which would be, mm -hmm. you could create, you could definitely create an anti-divine magic faction. Mm. That would be really fun. That would be like when they, re when, when somebody casts the raised dead or the resurrection spell on you, it's actually a devil's soul inside you and you're not, it's not really you anymore. 
that would be a fun that's a fun storyline because then how do you prove it you know it's going into the deeps of yeah and then and then someone of course making something and then it is a devil's soul because that's the point <laughs> doing luddites is anti-magic people in dnd is very fun which again yeah. i was saying before we started recording i was i've been watching wheel of time which i used to read when read the books of when i was kids and there's a faction in that called the children of the light that are these very anti-magic um sort of a, a war band that's sort of like a semi official but very militaristic organization that just sweeps across the land and that's a great idea i really like that good fun we've we've had discussions before about um we've kind of we want to build it and play it or run plays through it but a society that has started originally because people didn't they didn't want to have magic in their lives at all Hmm. like they're very against it so they found a place with dead magic uh, a dead magic area or created Mm -hmm. that and basically like the village shut everybody out from having any knowledge of magic Hmm. um which i thought would be quite interesting and fascinating but then with dnd i feel like a lot of the the ways to be brought back to life or your healthcare is so linked to magic I know it'd be less mm-hmm. accessible for peasantry, but, you know, it's But I think there. you, I mean, I always like, uh, that's that D&D thing of versus light, low magic versus high magic, mm-hmm. which is I think that D&D worlds make a lot more sense if you, if you make the assumption that magic doesn't touch most people's lives. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if you were a peasant in, like, Elizabethan England, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, like the queen can cast fireballs from her hands. You're like, I guess. <laughs> like, sure. It's like, yeah, she can cast fireballs from her hands and she has somebody who takes away her shit so she doesn't smell like <laughs> shit the whole time. And you're like, both of those seem very unlikely to me based on my personal experience. But if you're telling me neither of them seems more fanciful than the other. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yes. So I, I think I like that low magic concept where it's just like, like uh, yeah, th- there are people in the world. I always I don't like people that do a kind of Pokemon version of that high magic world where it's like anybody who dies in the village can just go to the nurse joy at the temple and <laughs> get resurrected. Like I don't I don't think it works that way. I, I think that that if yeah. you if you, you might find a cleric and bring a diamond to the middle village and be like, our friend died and you have to raise his, him to life. And I think that cleric is freaking out. It's like, I don't even, I've read a book once. No, but I don't even know what you're talking about. I, it's a perfectly nice diamond and I don't want to ruin it. Like, this is not my area. I Maybe mostly like, do wedding. I mostly I do weddings. What if they're from a place oh, where diamonds are really common too? They're like, you mean like these and they're just using them as paperweights? Yeah, so I don't know what to do. With <laughs> also, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, because I think even with the cost of magic and the amount of study and stuff, it is quite uncommon and inaccessible to most people. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even if you even if you knew about it, you wouldn't be able to afford it. There's a deep. This is getting into a very deep D and D cut, but there is a uh, there is a D and D adventure book which Dragon Friends did a, a piss take of, which is the Tomb of Annihilation, and we didn't really do we didn't bring this up in our one, but the the inciting incident of the Tomb of Annihilation is that all raise all resurrection magic in the world has stopped working. Mm. It can't bring people back, and anybody who was ever brought back once or more in their life is starting to die again. And I think they don't really make it be explained, like make this very um, explicit in the book. But I think a really interesting thing about that as a problem for the world is that it matters very much to the 1%. Mm-hmm. And the you other 99% would not even understand it. No, as a concept, like it's not even like, oh, good. I'm glad they finally gets what's coming to them. It's like, what you can bring people back. My dad died, and nobody brought him back. Like you were that was, saying, it's very hard to explain to anybody else. And I think that's a really interesting socio upheaval kind of problem for the world to have. Is that a technology? You know, it's like Peter Thiel who injects himself with young kids' blood to keep himself alive. You heard about this before? No. 
Okay, well, I'm sorry to depress you for, about the capacity for man's ability to do evil. But no, this is a real world example. Billionaire Peter Thiel believes that he can keep himself young forever by injecting himself with the blood of poor people that he purchases from them at not, I would have to say, a huge amount of money given his wealth. So there's a lot of billionaires, but Peter Thiel is the big proponent for it who believe that transfusions of healthy blood is like the best way to keep yourself young and he regularly gets them done. And if that worked, but then stopped working, it would be very hard for him to convince the world that we were undergoing some kind of crisis. <laughs> I mean, but they would still be able to convince someone, right? Oh, they have money. That's what's interesting about I, it is they yeah. would make they would get people to try and solve the problem, but mm-hmm. those people would not find the common world rallying or understanding the urgency of that problem. And that for me is great dramatic stakes. That is very nice. Ooh. I kind of love that because <laughs> I mean, it does kind of explain like as well when I I didn't finish Tomb of Annihilation, but we were playing it, and you don't often bring up your end goal, like what we're doing there. Like it, it's not like you go to absolutely everyone, please help me, because we're trying to stop this death curse. Um, because and it, now it makes sense in my head. Like, oh, I wonder if we had tried to do that, if they would have just been like what <laughs> i'm not dead <laughs> totally. yeah it's such a one percent problem it's such a, I, I hate to bring it up but this is the privilege of the adventuring party to think that other people would care about this <laughs> like that they waltz into towns and like that they should be revered and yeah. stuff and everyone's like I, I, what no you have to pay for your your meal and board at this time <laughs> no we don't we and you stop any... yourself being covered with shit, how? <laughs> I don't. Why? I'd love it, like, if they go, like, maybe there's something we can do for you. And they're like, <laughs> there's literally nothing. Like, we, we wash our own shit off. <laughs> we don't need you. Actually, this is a throwback to some, another discussion, but and also the poop machine. <laughs> We had this whole discussion previously about bags of holding and keeping people in them, but like with their heads out so they don't die. But then I brought up that they would poop <laughs> Sorry, in there. Sorry, that wouldn't work. Your head would die. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's insane. If their heads, if the bag of holding's not closed, would they not still like be okay? The head's poking out. The head's going to age? No, not for like that long. Like this is just. <laughs> what are you trying to do? I don't understand. What are okay. you. It's because, okay. It started because um, what's the it's the spell ceremony. Yes. If you marry someone, then you get an AC buff. I love Sorry. that spell. We were, I was it's like my away. dream. I keep if you ever listen to Dragon Friends of Gribbets, I keep kind of subtly hinting about that spell because my dream <laughs> is for someone to cast that spell. Nobody has taken the bait. Hopefully Aww. next year. I would love to see that because my idea is that. You black. It's basically a Black Widow situation. So you keep mm-hmm. marrying people and then killing them just to get a plus two AC power. Okay. But you need to have the person within thirty feet of you. Yeah. When it happens, you also don't want them to die. And oh, I think I know what you're getting. At. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah. But then that led to using a bag of holding as a toilet. Also, dimension was it? Didn't know. What was the other one? I hate to tell you. I really hate to tell you because I think this is a great idea. This is a great idea, but you do understand the ceremony spell. Um, A creature can benefit from this right again only if widowed. So you have to... That's why you black widow. So you kill the person. But then then they're within... Oh, my God. There's nothing that says they have to be alive. You found a (laughs) loophole. You just marry again. You can bring the corpse with you. Yeah. You could yeah. have you could have the AC of a god. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be willing to marry you, and they would have to question something if you're carrying a corp a hold a bag of holding of corpses around with you. Would they? Would maybe they don't look in that bag? Um, I would be so suspicious. 
<laughs> Don't look in the back. Well, the thing I really like, the most depressing thing about the ceremony spell, is that the wedding bonus to AC lasts for seven days. Mm-hmm. Which, that's depressing. Great. Who hurt? It's Who hurt Chris Perkins? I mean, or Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Crawford, I suppose. It's like, the wedding lasts for longer than seven days. I think it's just supposed to be like honeymoon period, which I would argue should be longer than seven days. You know, honeymoon AC, what you need the most. Do you think, like, you think you're less likely if people Anniversary AC as well? <laughs> you think you have a, a 10% less likely to be hit by a thrown object <laughs> during your honeymoon? Yeah, maybe because your you're, you're you're in love and maybe – and they're helping you avoid getting hit. And oh, God. They – yeah, I don't know. What are the others? The ceremony lets you bless water, which is the obvious one. And there's atonement, which lets you restore someone's alignment. Coming of age, which will give them bonuses to ability checks. Wedding, which you said. Investiture, which um, you let somebody else cast a spell. And then funeral rite, which stops somebody from being coming undead. That, I like that one a lot. So um, you could you could marry them, kill them, and then stop them from coming back in case they haunt you yeah, somehow. They, in case they had some that. kind of weird problem with it, with your little loophole. <laughs> Everybody wins. Yeah, it would only take three hours. <laughs> That's a perfect situation. Um but what was the what was the door spell? I just the, want to tell uh, Dave about all my creep ideas. Oh gosh, um, it's a it's a it's. Is it dimension door? No, it's something. It's not else. dimension door. No. It, it creates a micro dimension that is te- technically permanent. Is this the marvelous yeah. mansion? No, that we did talk about that too. Uh, but this this creates. Uh, oh, Liaman's tiny house. Liaman's tiny oh, no. art. It creates a trap door kind of thing. Uh, like a pocket dimension. What's it called when it's like when a dimension that's like not quite a different plane? A demi-plane. So you create a shadowy door on a flat solid surface um, and it leads to an empty room. When the spell ends and the door disappears, any objects inside remain trapped there. You can, when you cast the spell again, you can either create a new demiplane or go back to the old one. But you don't have to ever go back to the old that's one. Creating a, not to, that's creating a lot of namespace pollution <laughs> in the planar system of d and I don't like that at all. I feel, like, I feel like that is a real problem. How many mages are there? How many demiplanes are they creating? That sucks. I've never seen that spell before. That yeah. is no good. You'll have a planeswalker who's like, you know, has this th- this sixth sight, and it's just see all these little boxes yeah. surrounding a plane, and it's somebody's like, like I'm going to create demi plane zero one two two three four. Oh, why is there? Why is this full of fucking beanie babies? This is somebody else's demi plane. This feels violating. This is strange. I wish I didn't see this. I lost access to my Bitcoin because I can't remember which demiplane I stored the drive. Well, that was that was the entire plot of a season of Dragon Friends. Thank you very much. So I, I would please show that a little bit of respect. <laughs> so is this is this then like D and D's version of an NTF, an NFT? Yeah, that's no good. I know, yeah. <laughs> But why would you do that? Because Leoman's tiny hut. That is. This is what is. This is what's stupid about D and D. That is an eighth level spell, mm-hmm. and yes. I'm pretty sure yeah. that Leoman's tiny that. hut, which is a third level spell, uh, creature. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Oh, maybe not. There is the no, mansion just creates one, a though. dome. The mansion one does the thing you The thinking. mansion has a box in it that you can keep stuff in it, doesn't it? I I, I thought that the um, – which I, it turns out uh, I was wrong. There is Man- the chest one, the secret chest. Maybe or the mansion – combined with that? Maybe Morten the mansion Kynan's, has a chest. Morten Kynan's magnificent mansion, um, we worked out everything inside it when it's dispelled that isn't Comes a living out. person. Yeah, no, no. Ma- the mansion like- expels everything that was inside it, so that's not it. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe there, mm. maybe that is. Maybe it takes eight levels to be able to store something in a demi plane. Because yeah, there, there was that one that's a chest, but it's pretty much just access to a chest that can still be accessed if you 
Like it's yeah, not yeah. permanent, I don't think. Because this is like a very permanent solution to a very temporary problem. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a terrible wizard or something because I would just. Because you can't do magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if I was a high level wizard a terrible, in this situation, a wizard. you're a peasant. I know, right? <laughs> I just. I would be so lazy. Yeah, it's like, what's the? It's, nothing really brings that into the forefront quite like J.K. Rowling's decision that wizards are so lazy that they magic their shit away. Yeah. And we're back. We're back into talking about <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what your idea is, though, Caitlin, is is just, just to magic the shit away. Yeah. Into a demiplane. Into a demiplane toilet. Just put a, just put a demiplane in, 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 in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That sucks. That's awful. No, it has to be a flat, solid surface. So it would just, you know. Just put a board. Put a board of wood in your pants. (laughs) Oh, I never considered that it could be portable. That you could just carry. It's a flat surface. Pants are flat. Make it in a convenient. Changes things, I think. But so my interpretation of the life insurance is not resurrection but just what happens to your soul so like is this what you mean by insurance with an en i was curious about that man yeah so ensuring that you just keep living um and there's ways for your soul to be put into other bodies other things um so i mean obviously in dnt like you're talking a little bit about the concept of a phylactery yeah which is a Mm -hmm which is to do with lich undead magic. And Mm -hmm. uh, a lich will usually create a magical device called a phylactery or horcrux, which which stores the part of their soul required for a resurrection. And liches will naturally resurrect. They don't need magic for them. So if if you kill a lich, as long as their horcrux exists, they will slowly reform and come back to life. Mm-hmm. Because they make great big bads. <laughs> yeah, yes. They are a D&D, will a D&D specific, like a big bad designed for D&D. <laughs> yes, beat it with a stick until it's dead, but it's not dead. Yeah, yeah. Because also, it was apart from that, there's also that you can, one of the ways you can make sentient items is with someone's soul. Like, not that they just have their own artificial sort of Shove life. a soul in a box, the box can yeah. die. <laughs> so you could, uh, I just, but what about instead of going into just like a sword, you go into some kind of construct, like something, so you still have a body, mm. um, but it's better than your previous one. Or worse. Or worse. <laughs> You have an optimistic mindset. <laughs> you are actually some kind of Iron Man or something, but like not a human in a, a machine. You are a machine. Mm. I yeah. mean, yeah, that. I mean, yeah. The that's like that whole kind of terracotta army sort of style of um, or golems, I guess. Well, golems not really. Golems aren't meant to be. Can you inhabit uh, a warforged? You know, I don't think in Eberron rules, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, in, D- in Tomb of Annihilation, there was very much, I mean, the concept of, um, not, yeah, I'm just thinking of flesh golems in D&D, but they're not actually that, because they're usually, they are more someone using necromantic magic to power a corpse to turn mm-hmm. it into a weapon, but there's no sense of the soul coming into it. I can't think of anything in D&D that is a body entering other than gods. There's a lot of the myths, the Pantheon myths are about mm-hmm. the gods being reborn into different forms. But I've, I've, yeah. I've seen people play Curse of Strahd where because a lot of those bodies are soulless, they're just shells that when someone dies they can their soul can try and find another host is how they've played that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like a possession, more a possession kind of thing. Well, there are rules. There, there are ghosts, specters, famously in D and D, can possess, can try and force the souls out of other bodies to take possession of them. But even mm-hmm. that is like a, you know, you can take a save every round. So it's not like you're actually gone. There's it's no permanent, permanent one. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to think. That's a funny thing. I don't think I've ever seen really... Oh, I think hags. I think there are... Hag magic can put people into bodies. The hags... There are D&D stories in modern 5th edition D&D where there are like hags will put a person's soul in the body of a doll or a little clay, you know, like a puppet or something. I think that's that happens as a curse. It's, yeah, um, it's usually not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Night hags harvest the souls of people who are going to become soul lava, larvae after death. Yeah, because well, that's the D&D. This is so deep, boring deep dive into D&D. But the, the concept, if you die in D&D, what actually happens is that your soul becomes um, a larval demon form and then it ends up in the river Styx and it floats there until devils find it. Like... That that's what happens to you when you die, unless you are a true hero, in which case you get to go to, like, yeah. whatever, whatever your D&D world's version of the good afterlife is. Um, so like <laughs> The hopefully good afterlife. Yeah, Elysium and Dragon Friends, but, like, it's, like, different things. But mm-hmm. the... Um, I think that that's... Yeah, there, there is... The hag magic I've always really liked in D&D. And I think it's something that's clearly interests like the D and D current writers and Chris Perkins and stuff because it's it works very differently to all of the types of magic that they that that characters mm-hmm. have access to. It's very different, um, mm-hmm. and it's based on dreams and it's based on souls. And I, I think that's kind of fun and interesting. And it is magic jar as well. Totally. What was that? Well, magic magic jar is a, a different level of fucked. Um, Would you like to talk about it and no, explain magic, it? I don't want to know about your magic jar. That sounds <laughs> magic sounds... jar. You put a little figurine in. Um, yeah, I know the jokes. Uh, let's see. Magic jar is like a spell where you put your soul in a jar and then you shove your soul in someone else's body, take their soul, shove it in a jar. It's temporary though, usually until dispelled, so it can last forever. Let's yeah, see, duration is until dispelled. You can attempt to possess anyone on a failed... Oh, maybe it is just like it's done and done. It doesn't say there's any saves for the host. Oh, this is this is, this is is like... Um, okay, no, uh, it is, yeah. So you can being John Malkovich someone. That's yeah. great. I've never seen yeah. that spell. That's a good spell. A good way of just stealing it. It's only sixth level. But that's I mean, a that's great... still like level 13 now. It's so funny when you realize that half of the D&D spells are like fun for playing D&D and the other half are just plot hooks for DMs. That, <laughs> yeah. is, a, that is a plot hook spell. That is yeah. a great, great plot hook spell. <laughs> yeah. You, fight, you, you, you find a jar, you find a soul in a jar. It's the There's king's a, soul. What's the king or, doing? Uh, yeah, or, or the king has been magic jarred and nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Except you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now you must convince everyone that there's yeah. a problem. That's great. Maybe, if this I is, maybe this is how we should have put Pokemon into D&D, is that it's just magic jar and you just trap everybody's souls and then when you battle someone, you throw it out. So, okay, I, do, I do feel I like that's how this works, but okay. A jar is such a non-fantasy world. This is a crazily <laughs> non-fantasy world. Magic urn. What, what should we make it? A jar. Magic vial. <laughs> magic vials. Like, magic jar. <laughs> like magic magic, tu- magic Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> magic plastic container from last yeah. night's take. <laughs> magic Pyrex. It's it's so oh. funny. Well, it doesn't even have to be a jar. They describe it as a gem, crystal, reliquary, or other ordinary. It doesn't even have to be a jar. Well, what <laughs> it doesn't is the have to be a jar. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be magic. Oh, it's never a jar. It's never a jar. It's we never call a it jar. Magic. Oh. It's like, get my magic jar. We don't see any jars. Oh, the, that's, that's, I can stop the point. Off the top of my head, that is the second reference to jars in Dungeons and Dragons, because there's also the brain in a jar, which is oh. the, which is the Netherese classic thing, which is mm-hmm. that the, the Netherese can put brains in like jars of amniotic fluid and keep mages alive, uh, and that's also called a brain in a jar. So yeah, mm. I, maybe it's a weird Gary Gygax thing, but that's like. 
there's two references to Jaws in D&D, which we didn't need. <laughs> yeah, no, not necessary. Then there's something called a whisper jar. But... Oh, three references! That's there fine! It is. <laughs> We're going too far. Wait, so is, is the brain in the jar another way you could just keep existing? Yeah, I mean, yes, but you would have to know the magic of Old High Netherrel. Like, that's, that, that, that's a lost magic. And so there are monsters that are brains in a jar, um, or but they are usually associated with Netherese Nethere- shards in, in the oh. D&D universe. Because um, I don't, like, there's no... Yeah. There's no actual... In the just standard equipment list kind of thing. There are no jars. <laughs> you got, you got, oh, I see. So you get a brain in a jar and a magic jar, but you can't get a jar of oil, for example. No. <laughs> so everyone's like, how is this brain alive? And what is this thing that it's in? So maybe that's, that's is that the problem? Like, jars are so common vial? to us. Like, we people are drinking out of old jars at Ipsy cafes. But in a D&D world, they're really rare. So yeah, that's it's a I strange think. magical device that only wizards know how to make. <laughs> wizards use. <laughs> What you mean that these pickles will be fine to eat for two years? <laughs> what matter of sorcery? <laughs> you will be burned at the stake. That's funny. Right. That's another fun. Burning the stake is fun. I really I enjoy. We're talking about low magic and D&D. A fun thing yes. to do. I, I like I like D&D worlds where if you cast magic, everyone gets really angry. <laughs> we don't do it in Dragon Friends, but it's like it's real fun when you play a game and it's like when you cast magic, you're like burn them. They're a witch. <laughs> and it's like no, I'm not a witch. It's like well, you just cast fire every hand. It's like okay, well, I am a witch, but that's fine and it's like I'm well good, this is okay i'm a good agreed person how do we agree to disagree because we've killed witches for 500 years and and it's like okay well You're i do agree to disagree and, and adventurers are notoriously like the you know the rogue cops in action movies they just destroy everything in their wake for the end goal yeah <laughs> <laughs> But we had we had to kill that beholder, but you burnt the whole town down. And- God damn it! But you get results. <laughs> you get results. What do you think if people realized, if the peasantry realized that that the one percent could just cure cure wounds at the flick of a wrist and ah, live could, forever. Like, that's why the diamond economy is there in clouds. <laughs> it, that's what stops that. That's intentionally why that's that that's the that's the line. That's why when like we're like, well if magic exists, why do bad things happen? It's like ah, because you didn't earn enough diamonds. Because <laughs> diamonds. And then maybe it doesn't ever get outlawed because they never rise up because there's always the hope that they can become part of yeah, the one percent. Aspirational wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young peasant like you, and my father was a wizard, I also joined. <laughs> the great, what is- the great lie that anyone could grow up to be an adventurer, but they can't. <laughs> nope. But what about like warlocks? So imagine you come across a village as a warlock, and then they're just so fascinated with the magic, and you're going like, "Oh, I just made a pact with some like fiend. This is his card." And then you leave, and the next time you come back, you've got an entire village of warlocks. <laughs> Just like, doesn't the, doesn't the doesn't the demon get a say in in who they make a pact with? But maybe you just, just find that one that doesn't that oh. one that doesn't care. They're I always like, assumed that the demons were like picky. Uh, they were like, you, "I see you. You have a real psychotic soul. You, You're going to be great." I feel well, they like there would be, be at least one that isn't picky. <laughs> it's like quantity of equality. Yeah. <laughs> and they are the patron of like everyone in a village. Maybe they're, maybe yeah. they're a patron, the patron who every every person they made a warlock as an adventurer just never panned out. They just were shit. And all their other patron friends are like, haha, all your adventurers died at like level one. So you're like, I'll show you and just go quantity and maybe they did it because they thought if I make a pact with 200 people, surely at least one of them will work out. But I mean, it's a, it's a dilution issue as well, right? And this is, a, this is not, I agree, in the 
official rules of D&D. But my assumption is that like a devil that makes a pact with one person is going to give them more power than a devil that makes a pact with 20,000 mm-hmm. yeah. shit peasants. Or do they all go out and find their own patrons? Because they now have the knowledge. They're going to go out and die like 10 minutes outside of the house. Yeah, Yeah. I just don't know that you can, I don't know that that information carries. I don't think you could talk to a warlock and be like, well, I understand how to be a warlock now. I'll do anything. (laughs) I'll kill anyone. The rate rate is of people who want to become a warlock that successfully become a warlock. Like a startup company versus a... (laughs) 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 The percentage of startup companies that actually survive. Mm. Probably be very similar. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm. You also see that thing on Twitter, which people talk about warlocks, where it's like people who don't like the idea that warlocks are such an like a gothy um, concept. They're like, what if I want to be a happy warlock? What mm. if I want to be a warlock with a benevolent patron? And which is interesting for me. And I'm like. It's like, you can if you want to, but have you looked at the Warlock spell list? Because <laughs> it's all about killing <laughs> people with the tentacles of a thousand years of agony. Yeah. So, you, if, sure, if you want to, you can have a great, positive, non-toxic relationship with your patron. But they've given you a fucked spell list, so yeah. good luck. What if it it's was a, like... He's a great person, but he decorates with just limbs. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Oh, I guess you could be I'm just picturing it like kind of a cult kind of trick thing where the maybe the patron wants to get one per, a particular person they've seen they want to mm-hmm. have a pact with them but they're really reluctant and then they just get lied to like you know you've seen the clerics and they can heal and do all this stuff and then there's that druid over there like don't you want that magic and then they agree and then it's like ha ah, no you just get tentacle spells there's a fun, i mean there's i do like the idea of a warlock who was tricked who thought that they were a cleric they should have paid more attention to seminary because i one of the characters i had ended up changing it but originally my idea was that they they became a warlock because they were so dumb and it was very much like an mlm situation they just got Mm. convinced but didn't really understand what they were getting (laughs) multi-level marketing warlock (laughs) apparently if i do this i'll get more spells i just have to introduce two more people I I did like Carlo's um, concept of um, I forget his name Eddie Silver, which was basically doing a warlock patron for Frizo, who was like a bad talent agent for yes. an aspiring actor. Yes. I love the extra audio of the all the messages because he doesn't dream, so he has oh, the yeah, phone yeah. message. That's so. That is one of the funniest things on the Patreon. That because it's we just put it on the Patreon. Very few people have heard, but it's it's so funny. Which is yeah, Carla did a um a three minute improvisation of the voicemail, the dream <laughs> voicemail of Frizo Frizofferson, which are just messages from his patron who does not realize that he cannot dream because he's an elf, and they are increasingly. Like frantic and very funny. <laughs> so good. Robbie yeah. Silver. Thank you, Bees. Yeah, Robbie Silver is the name of the character. The realization <laughs> that he doesn't actually sleep or dream. It's, it's it's silly being like just like it, it, like a fan of like my friends, but Carlo did that in one take with oh, no so talk about what he was going to do. It just he did that all off the top of his dome, which is insane. It was so good. He'd go on the Zoom and he just recorded it. One take and it was done. (laughs) 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 I feel like there should be an updated one. Um, I've got to listen to it again sometime. Frizzle can dream now, right? Yeah, yeah, now he's human. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should. That's a good point. Has he gone to sleep? Yeah, he's probably gone to sleep since we started. It's probably too late. I, I just imagine he sleeps now, but with his eyes open. Like. <laughs> One eye open. 
who or doesn't like quite behind, understand how to the sleep. candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where do I even have that on my computer anymore? That was so funny. I can probably access it on the Patreon. Um, did you have oh, anything the... else? On are you good? Oh. Yeah, for the salute for the solution for living forever though, by the way, there is the spell clone, which is just the solution to that problem entirely. How, like, why, how, how does how does that one work? So it's it's eighth level, so it's gonna take a while to get there. Um it requires a diamond worth at least one thousand gold pieces, and a vessel worth at least two thousand, and you grow a duplicate of yourself. Or oh, a, fun. A, a living creature yourself. Like like um, a simulacrum. So yep, does it have but, a, its own soul and consciousness, or is it no. just a body? So it forms inside of a vessel using the spell's casting, in the spell's casting, like a huge urn, a coffin, mud-filled cyst in the ground, which is apparently worth 2,000 gold pieces, or a crystal container filled with seal water. Um, but it, it, it grows to full chi- size and maturity after 120 days. And basically, when you die, your soul goes there. Thing is, though, the clone can be a younger version of you. Oh, so you could, if you do this right, you can just live forever, but as young as you yeah. want. So Fraser, Fraser, could, Fraser could have a young Fraser as his kid. Like that. Like that a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually. <laughs> In a way. Uh, thing is, and though, not... is that you can make more than one of them, too. It's oh, not just one at a time. 200 it's... of them, perhaps. Yeah. And, and not tell them what they're for. They just it's real umbrella academy areas. <laughs> yeah, um, he would although you do need one cubic have... inch of flesh, Whoa. which is Whoa. a lot actually. Now that I'm looking at it, that's can you can you clone a clone? Why not? It's they, yeah, they make they the same, same flesh. flesh. Yeah, would they be great? You just need one. Oh, yeah. Or do you think it would be because it's magic oh, that it would? I be hope spot they do. On. That'd be awful. I like that idea. There is. <laughs> 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 One one young Fraser that just doesn't talk right. <laughs> He's like the seventh clone. <laughs> Apparently. I wanted to play a campaign where I was the clone of a 120-year-old wizard who died, but I can't figure out how to explain how he lost his powers. So you wouldn't have you wouldn't be a wizard as well? I think I that, that, that So there is a thing in D&D which is that simulacrums can cast their spells, but because they're simulacrums, they can't do a long rest to regain their spells. Oh. Which is interesting. So, And that's a cool idea. And it'd be really fun to play for a session. But like when, once you, when you try to like limit a high level wizard, but it's like, imagine a session where you can cast all of your spells once. And that's Ooh, it. That's it's it. kind of, that's fun. I really like that again. How do you pronounce that again? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Absolutely get fucked. Um, it's not a real word. It's a made up word. I loved last night when um, Alex pronounced, what did she say? <laughs> She's trying to say chimera instead of chimera. Like yeah. an idiot. Chimera. And then she was How so dare. adamant. That she she checked it before and played it on stream and she was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I lived the moments like. That. <laughs> I was just imagining me and you go like vindicated. Oh, it's so good, so fucking good. Oh uh, uh, yeah, because he'd be starting at level one, so he he would have had. You would have just imagined. Well, yeah. Uh, so clone that... woke up, got hit in the head with a brick. So yeah. with a lot of these, like. <laughs> reincarnation would you yeah. not then be your class because well like, we know that reincarnation spell only changes your race so presumably uh, it would be but do yeah, some of the should. options we've talked about that's literally how that's lose? what happened to Frazo. yeah we, that was actually how Frazo became a human yeah but he still had his yeah. spells i can't remember that yeah, but work. that's that's different to sim to sim whatever. Yeah. <laughs> How would you pronounce it? Simulacrum? 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 I think I go simulacrum. Maybe. Personally. I also have not looked at the word yet, and I am guessing. So do not trust me. I'm gonna do the Google. Yeah, here I'm gonna Google, do here. Google says Simulacrum. Simulacrum. That's what I said. Fuck you. Sim- Fuck you. everyone. Peace. Oh, it is out. you. It is you. Simulacrum. I was right. 
I'm not usually right. I, I, I pronounce Sahagin, Sahagin, not Sahagin. Sahagin. It's Sahagin. I'm so sorry. I got really upset when the Lord of the Rings movies came out and there were all those bullshit pronunciations. It was like, oh, it's not Sauron. It's Sauron. It's not Isengard. It's Isengard. And I'm like, all of these are wrong. All of this is too late to tell me that this is how these (laughs) things are pronounced. It's far too late. There it is. I just don't say words. I'm not sure. (laughs) I mumble them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Why, why did Danger just say the SimCity 2000 Urban Renewal Kit, which is an expansion of SimCity 2000 I played? So I'm curious to know why that came up because I remember that extremely like deep cut SimCity expansion. <laughs> I think it's just talking oh, he's, about he's the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Maybe I he played, did tap into you just a little I, too deep. I played Skirk. I used to play Skirk. <laughs> Latch said he said Dro instead of Drow for the longest time. Dro. Uh, Dro. Dro. Well, yeah, if you uh, haven't heard these words, which, like, if you were new to D and D, a lot of and fantasy stuff, a lot of this would be very new. I think. Um, I just, what is it? Um, I think. Yeah. We wrap this episode. Yes. I just <laughs> I just clicked on the only link for the SimCity 2000 Urban Renewal Kit, and the first link, the first link, the first link is a page on SimCity.fandom.com, which is not great. But then when oh, you no. click it, it has been tagged as a candidate for deletion <laughs> <laughs> on a fandom wiki. <laughs> I think this is an opportunity for you to fill that in. We have and to vote. We can't. That can't be deleted. Are they crazy? Oh, the people have to know. Wikipedia? Like no, it, that's the joke. It's it's they've tagged it's, it for deletion on the SimCity <laughs> fandom wiki. <laughs> that's so funny. Imagine wanting to delete content. I reckon maybe on big fandoms. Maybe there's maybe that's a big thing. I'm like critical roles fandom or whatever there's just like millions of people wanting to delete articles because there's just too much content but i still find that very funny it doesn't have its own wikipedia page but it is mentioned four times on the SimCity 2000 page (laughs) (laughs) we've come full circle if people can people leave this stream and podcast with one thing is that we need to work together to make sure that simcity.fandom.com does does not (laughs) it's not delete the simcity urban renewal kit simcity 2000 urban renewal kit expansions we need to get heaps of hits on this uh here we go by heaps probably like 20 people 15 people here If you disagree with this, please explain why candidates for deletion. <laughs> it is a integral part of my SimCity 2000 <laughs> experience. <urban> experience. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, so I clicked on the thing and mm-hmm. then it's it's got the nomination. So it says, I would like to nominate oh. this page for deletion. I hope I shouldn't have to tell you as to why I nominated it. Oh my! This God. is not a reason. Oh no! Read the date. September twenty second, two thousand and fourteen. Oh. Is when it was submitted for deletion. Oh wow! So it's it's, <laughs> yes. it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay then. <laughs> I mean, it's also an empty page. It's a stub. So it's already like... deleted. Considering that the page isn't in English, and that this is an English language <laughs> wiki, oh, okay. I went oh, okay. straight deleted it. <laughs> So it's already gone because uh, it wasn't in English. But they That's need to funny. replace it with an ink, like a page then. <laughs> but there's nothing to replace it. But they, they didn't. And the second link is an abandonware link, myabandonware.com, and then that's it. That's wild. Like you could, in SimCity Urban Renewal Kit, you, it had a pixel editor, so you could make your own buildings. 
What? Which, yeah. That's I, really good, actually. It was really cool. I, I had it. I played it a lot as a little kid, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's, and it's gone now, and it doesn't even have a simcity.fandom.com page. And that's uh, sad, really. That's just it's sad. It's been lost entirely. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Flash says anyway. the DM says Drugar. Any thoughts? Drugar? What is it? Drugar? Drugar? Durga's fine. Everything's fine. Everything. Everything's permissible. Nothing matters. It doesn't. Good grief. There's it's. There's a word called manshoon. Yeah, there's a there's a big bad. It's a big bad in the D and D universe. Manshoon. I don't know if we need to like be actually carrying it. There's fraz. Herblues. The Fizban. Fizban. Zox Clamorsham. <laughs> There's some stupid fucking names. We're just making shit and up These are now. all from the same source. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they stopped caring about pronunciations. Yeah, the, the guy who was meant to do that didn't do his job, so they just whatevered it. Presidentation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Dave. This has been... Oh, I enjoyed it. This, these are now my two favorite podcast episodes. <laughs> and um, I will never think about uh, going to the toilet the same way again. Well, you shouldn't because you have to think about the poop machine because that's what art does. It's a transformative experience. <laughs> Become that 10-foot uh, tall man. I might need some time to recover from this Um I think we're taking a break till the new year, so that might be good. <laughs> can ponder life yeah. and pooping um, and our relationship with machines if they can digest food um, and poop. Uh, well, I've said poop way too many times. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Um, is there anything you would like to plug or promote? Ah. Uh, um no. <laughs> the Mona Art Dragon Gallery Den. in Tasmania. Yeah. No, that's what I want to quote. If you, if you come to Australia, go to Tasmania, go to Mona. Mona rules. It's the best gallery I've ever been to. It's super fun. It was made by an endowment. Government have no control over it. They can't stop it if they wanted to. The Mona Gallery, fucking so good. Go visit the fat car. Yeah. See the wall of vaginas. Go, to, go look at the poop machine and ponder the frailty of man. Man, that is my plug. That is my only plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you enjoyed blessed. Dave, you can find him at Dragon Friends. Um, also, Dave Harmon on Twitch um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to stream again soon. I'm, me and Demi are going to do an escape room or something. So. Yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, uh, yes. I love those last streams. On you can find yeah. me at Dave oh, Harmon on, on Twitch. On Twitch. Um, which we'll put in the if you're if you're listening to the podcast and you've missed out on visual media, we'll put the link in the bottom so you can find Dave. <laughs> yes. Um, if you've enjoyed uh, today's episode and the last episode, please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts and tell basically everybody you meet um, to like us as well. You can also find us at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this, where we stream our recordings live and other tabletop RPG and world building content. Bye. Bye.